welcome. I am your host, Kimberly Lovey. I am a wife, a mother of two. I'm a businesswoman, a brand builder, blogger, and podcaster. I'm here to connect with women just like me who want to optimize their life while looking and feeling our best. Together, we will remove limiting beliefs and dream to become our highest and best version of ourselves. We will explore both mental and physical aspects of self-improvement while forming a community, a sisterhood. Before we dive in, please subscribe to my podcast and give me five stars. Rachel Beely, welcome to my podcast. I'm so happy to see you. How are you doing? I'm great, Kimberly. Great to be here. And we've, we've talked about this a few months ago, so it's exciting that we can be here live and be real and authentic, all this stuff. Oh, yes. We are, we are uncensored now because, my friend, you and I connected instantly on something very interesting, which is you and I both came from big, bad corporate careers. And I personally have not really shared my story about it too much. And I am dying to hear kind of your story and, and, you know, hear how things are going. But essentially just for folks, a quick background is that both Rachel and I connected because I came from a big management consulting career and I was kind of in the process of releasing that job so that I can step into my journey as an entrepreneur. And we kind of met and you were on a similar track and we instantly connected on that. So when we spoke last, you were still kind of wrapping and now you have dove in full fledged to your entrepreneurial journey. Can you tell us a little bit about how that all unfolded for you? What were you doing before? Give us the full scoop. Yeah, well, I, I feel like being an entrepreneur has always been part of the career journey and path for me. You know, I always said to myself, well, I'll either be CMO somewhere or start my own company or do something like that. You know, that's, that's always how I've envisioned it. And so I didn't know it would happen now. And at this point in this juncture, but the universe kind of, once I started to really step into my authentic self and to share my voice, it just became much more clear to me that I needed to leave corporate. Um, so just a little bit of a background. I was previously at Gartner, which is a major um, global IT research and consulting company. I led brand and marketing strategy for um, one of the sub brands called Software Advice, part of Gartner Digital Markets. And then before that was at Microsoft, um, leading all sorts of things for branding, marketing, blog, podcasts for the Microsoft Partner Network. And I made my journey to corporate by getting an MBA, Kimberly. Um, so I, the reason why I'm here in Austin, Texas is I started that journey to get my MBA at the University of Texas McComb School of Business. So I've actually, I always I wanted to be at corporate. My, my first job out of college was I went to University of Wisconsin-Madison. I always like to say the schools, you never know if people went anywhere or have any love for the schools. Um, I, I was on the marketing agency side and that really helped me you know, you learn the creativity, you learn how to work with people, account manage. And I said, I wanted to go into corporate, which is why I, working with the clients at Axe and Unilever, said, I, I want to go into corporate so I can be, be on that side of the house. And it was basically from the, so 2014 until 2021 was that I want to go into corporate, 2013 even, to going into corporate, to leaving corporate, right? And so, um, 
I think that for me, I have felt that I, I love the learning and discipline that corporate America, corporate America in particular, but corporate in general gives you kind of be where I am today. Kimberly, I mean, all we've talked about this, like the foundation highly suggests it. Um, but entrepreneurship and pursuing now a company with my husband, Joshua B. Lee, really allows me to create the vision and um, help people in a much, much greater way than I, I think I'll ever be able to do when working with somebody else. Yes, yes. I totally, that everything you just said resonates. And I just love your story because it makes me feel a lot less alone and so much more understood because, you know, you, you raised a huge point that I think is super important that people gloss over, which the trend now seems to be like the young, the really young people right out of high school even want to dive headfirst into entrepreneurship. And you and I have experienced, you know, we've had the opportunity to get really trained up, get poised, get polished, get paid to learn and acquire real skills in the corporate environment, which you know, these are the kinds of tools that you really need to be successful as an entrepreneur. So in my first job, I worked for an entrepreneur and my mentor at the time, who was the CFO said to me, you know, it's really good for you. You should definitely go get your MBA and go get, you know, the real corporate experience, go get trained. And he specifically told me, go public, go to a public company and then come back to private. And I didn't really know what that meant. But now as I look at you and I coming full circle, it makes perfect sense, right? Because now we feel like we have some knowledge and some skills and real experience that we can apply and be more successful in our current ventures. Do you, do you kind of feel like that's true of your experience as well? Yeah. You know, when you're going through the process, um, I mean, I, I had amazing opportunities, met amazing people, learned so much by being in corporate. I mean, there's just the, the benefits, not just the healthcare benefits and that stuff, but truly being able to work across the globe. I mean, being able to see what does it take to make billions of dollars? What does it take when you're reporting to Wall Street? Like, what does it take to manage teams of hundreds of people working across, like really building an engine for marketing, for operations, finance, right? The, those skills are really, there. You can't, you can't compare, you know? And um, yes, in the process, there are some, many a times, right, where I'm like, I'm not, I'm not fulfilling my purpose. I like this, but I'm really sad that it's Monday. The Monday scaries, like, huh, will there ever be a day in my life where I don't want to not go to Monday, <laughs> where like every day of the week feels okay, you know, and um, I, I, I hired a life designer coach, Julie Reeser, who I highly recommend. She's amazing. And she, in, in my process working with her for a year. So I, I hired a coach. I've, I've done the work to get to today, right? Like I, that, yeah, there can be this way of like living in purpose and making money for some people that can happen at 20 years old or 22, you will have, it will be a different path. It will be potentially a much more challenging path where you have to learn a lot more and lean on a lot more people. Then there's other people like us that work for somebody else. I love what you said, get paid to learn, right? Like 
get pain to grow. And then you feel the kind of like, ooh, Monday scaries. And you're like, ooh, something just feels off. And then the question is, are you going to take the chance? And that is really the most important, Kimberly, thing for us to talk about to me because, you know, a lot of people live lives that they don't love. Yeah. And it's, it's, and I get it because getting the constant paycheck, the healthcare, good people, good opportunity. Yeah, it's nice. And some people that might be just enough. But for people that go into entrepreneurship, nothing's enough. You're doing it because you feel something very different. You're literally designed differently if you want to run your own company. And right, Kimberly? Like, yes, yes. And if you exactly. feel that, like if you're listening to this today and you're like, like, yeah, I kind of get that, then 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 what are you going to do to create the path for yourself out of the situation you're in? Because we live in a world where people are overly stressed, they're incredibly unhealthy, mental health is terrible, suicide. I mean, it's really not a great situation coming out of COVID, even before COVID. And a lot of it is from people feeling really lack, yeah. limiting beliefs, not enough confidence, being put down. You're not good enough. You can't do this. How many times did you hear that, Kimberly? Not only your, your negative self-talk, but then everybody else telling you, no, you shouldn't do that. Why would you do that? It's like, bah, bah, everybody. <laughs> yeah. And I, it's just a, like, it's actually a harder road. That road is harder by the time you're dead because you know that you didn't go after it yeah. versus the road we're on, which is like, all right, sure. I need to figure out how to get that money, get that stability. Like it's always going to be a different kind of chase, but at least I'm excited and like going after it and can pursue what I want in my dreams. I'll take yes. that. I'm so glad that you're mentioning this, Rachel, because it was literally exactly what I wanted to highlight, which, you know, organically you and I are, are so aligned in this way. And see, the thing is, is that it's very easy when you're making, you know, let's just say multiple six figures, right? A very comfortable salary. You're in a good job. You enjoy it. You're thriving in it even, right? And you're leading and you're in your, I mean, you're doing the thing, right? And it is so easy to just say, yeah, this is great. I like my life. I am cool with it. But then as you were talking about the Mondays, I actually was getting chills all over because <laughs> I know that feeling at some point, you know, it's this, is this enough? And am I really happy? And it's a little bit unnerving. And yes, there's people around you looking at you like, are you out of your mind? You have this great job and you're going to keep going and advancing and you've worked so hard to be where you are. But to your point, there's certain people that are made for that life and they are happy with that completely fulfilled. They don't want anything else. They just are enjoying that status quo. And then there's people like you and I, and most of my audience is more like you and I, where we have this fire inside of us and we can't really put words to it. We don't know where it came from. It's just who we are. And there is inside of us deep down, we know that we're meant for something more. And I guess at that point, that point right there is the point where I think is the hardest, where you're at that point where all of a sudden you start to realize, oh no, there's, I need to be doing something else. And it's totally scary. It's very unclear. And not a lot of people talk about it. Uh, I think 
talking about that pivotal point of becoming unstuck and working up the guts to actually rip off the Band-Aid, leave your safe, secure job, and dive headfirst into entrepreneurship is a seriously big deal. It is a huge, huge decision to make, and you have to be a super badass. So I love that you talked about the fact that you did the work. I also did the work for about a year before I, it took, it took a serious year for me to work up the guts to actually make the move. Can you tell us a little bit about that process in terms of if there's people out there feeling stuck in their safe, secure job, but they don't know what the next step is, they don't have the clarity yet, what were a couple tools or exercises you went through to get that clarity and work up the guts to finally say, this is in fact it? Yeah. Um, so like I mentioned, I did hire a life design coach um, who, you know, for me, I'm a, I am a spiritual being. I, when you said the fire inside of you, actually I'm an Aries rising. So for people that do, so Aries rising, um, Sagittarius sun and then a Scorpio moon. And I have quite a bit of fire in my astrology chart for any people that follow these things. And I've also had people that have had, you know, the human design, I think of like a whatever generator, all the things basically show, <laughs> yeah, Rachel, like you are a unique kind of human, the way in which you go after things that like truly the universe does each of us is set on a path when we come when we come here I, I I believe that I do and sure like that doesn't mean that your path you know that doesn't mean taking care of the lawn is any worse or better than what I'm doing but each of us has our own path and having support one-on-one -on -one support um, was very critical to work through the emotions, the limiting beliefs, the um, really starting to craft out like what, what would it look like to, what do you want to do? What would it look like to get there? And what needs to get, how do you start to create that path? Now that could be a coach, there are programs, all of that, you know, different costs. There's all sorts of things to take into account. Um, I do believe though that the more one-on-one -on -one and intention you can get on this, the better. Um, so I think that is really critical. The other piece is that I, this is when I talk about personal branding, right? And um, I have a work your brand personal branding service and we're bringing that into standout authority because personal branding is everything right now. It's the most important thing. And I, I really know about me that my, what gives me energy and the way in which I know I can really help others and serve others is by communicating and, and speaking and sharing my story. And so even though I might not have been clear on when I would leave corporate or how everything would go down, the more that I started to share my voice and live my personal brand and authenticity, which happened through Clubhouse, really, as I started to work with the universe and really started to step into my spirituality and myself, it's a, the law of attraction is real. The law, the, the laws of polarity. So these are real things. The more that you work with, with your soul, with the universe, it's amazing how the, it will come to you. So when Clubhouse came on, I, I literally like prayed and asked, like, show me what I need to do because I'm not happy where I'm at now. And then this platform came that just 
gave me the ability to share my voice, share my story and help people. And literally a path that I thought was going to take two years to leave corporate happened within five months. So as I started to share more clarity started, oh, I need, this is who I am. This is how I lean in. Because then people like yourself, Kimberly, I totally get you. I want to connect with you. We, and that like setting up this network that was like, holy, okay, wait a minute. I can't be an entrepreneur. There are other people like me. You know, there's other people feeling the same way. There's other people that have figured it out. And that was really the most important piece. It was as I understood this is what I want and owned that and said, here's what I'm good at. Just started to do whatever that do is for you. Maybe a micro side hustle, whatever it is, building, doing the t-shirts that you want to design, just starting it starts to open up the possibility. Yes. And when we see it, when we can envision it, we feel that, whoa, it will keep on coming and you have to trust that. And the thing is, Kimberly, that with corporate, there really isn't much space for that. Maybe your budgets have some professional, personal development, and it's really about getting mentors and how do you get, you know, get in another part of the company or rate, you know, get the promotion, but they're not asking you, what do you want to do with your life? What's your purpose? Like what gives you passion? They don't ask you that. There's no training on that a little bit. Microsoft actually hired Michael Gervais. who's amazing. There's some, you know, mindset training. Um, and so I think that's the challenge with corporate that you just don't get that Base, <laughs> and so that's why you not just corporate even if you work for a five-person company you're an employee that's why this coaching this up, opening up your realm your network your groups your community can really um give you the encouragement that you need to go wherever it is whether that's starting your own company or just leaving your company for something that you're much more passionate about yes you know, it's so interesting because you and I, again, we have so many similarities. And for me, I had started the journey with my podcast as a form of expression to your exact point about just kind of going with the universe and doing what comes natural and not necessarily even knowing what the next step is and just asking and taking a leap of faith. I also similarly was saying, I want to be my highest and best and asking for that. And you know what happened was before Clubhouse or before I was aware of Clubhouse back in March when the pandemic was starting, I started listening to John Asaraf, who I know mm -hmm. you actually have a room with on Clubhouse and him talking about purpose, the law of attraction, kind of the way your mind works and how to use different tools as far as getting unstuck. That right there was my awakening. I didn't have a coach. He was my coach and didn't know it because I was listening and consuming all of his information. And that for me was the breaking point. And then to your point about Clubhouse was a huge deal too. And this is why I love the social audio. Okay. So I believe that we are we have moved from a time of passive social media where you can passively scroll and consume somebody's 
content, I'll say, whether it's their product or their own personal content. And we kind of got bored with that. And all of a sudden, over the pandemic, we were craving this connection so badly. And boom, here comes the social audio apps like Clubhouse. And all of a sudden, we not only had connection and collaboration, but it was this give and take of knowledge transfer, right? Back and forth. So sometimes we're sitting there and we're consuming and we're able to just learn and get unstuck so so much faster. And then, you know, you and I host rooms as well, and we are providing information and we are giving. And I actually see where we're at now. I feel like we're in the middle of an audio revolution. And nobody else is really calling it that, but as I kind of stand back and see, okay, Spotify has now come out with their green room and that's still kind of unfolding. And then we have so many other apps, apps out there coming up with their social audio, Facebook, of course, Twitter, and then finally LinkedIn as another one. So I think that right there was a huge game changer for me. What, um, I guess, I want to ask you a little bit about your thoughts on the social audio revolution is one thing. And then I want you to share exactly what your business is now, because it's going to kind of take us to a whole other direction as far as the LinkedIn piece. And I want to get your thoughts on that. So what do you think about this revolution? What's the value? How can we leverage it? Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I, I too agree with you. I, I think, listen, we're in the digital revolution and um, we're, in a, we're in a space of where human connectivity is lost. We're in a, an environment with more connectivity than we've ever experienced, yet people are more disconnected at a human level than ever before. And the technology is moving faster than we're really capable of understanding. Um, John Azaroff was talking about, you know, about this um, in several of his rooms. And so, you know, I think that the, the audio is, is hearing. When we connect with people, it's multi-sensory. That is what branding and marketing is. It's the colors, it's the voice, it's the words, right? It's ever, it's the image, it's all of the things are what are branding and marketing. And so when we're in an age where connectivity is being lost and people really are just thirsty to talk to somebody, audio makes sense. The platform was Clubhouse, this is a year old, the beta. So there's something that's going on right now with people at their core that listening is providing a space of education and comfort and safety and knowledge sharing and connectivity that we weren't ready for before. Radio did exist. There is radio. I still have Sirius XM, right? So we have done audio. So I don't know if this is the audio revolution more than anything. This is really the evolution revolution of humanity. And so um, I think that would, without COVID, without the Me Too movements, Black Lives Matter, all of these things, what, what, how those things impact how we want to connect with people and the conversations we want to have. Um, and so this this capability clubhouse and yes, LinkedIn, we could talk about that 
is really providing, I think, a, a sort of a level setting of everybody. It's putting everybody on the same playing field-ish, <laughs> because already Clubhouse, you got the high school rooms and you got the people. There's already that stuff happening because we're humans and we can't help but be, you know, what all the things, all the bad with the good. Um, but mostly it's providing, you know, really an opportunity that who am I to be sitting on stage with John Azaroff? Um, the reason why I'm connected with John Azaroff is because of my life design coach, who I am now very close with, Julie. And right, this is networking. This is like the law of attraction and things. And John and um, we're actually going to be featured, and Josh and I, as the LinkedIn magicians in one of his in one of his groups to do a a, a workshop with them. Right, but. So I think that what matters for you as you're listening, as you're thinking about how do I go to market, how do I build my personal brand, or how do I consume content, really audio is just providing a different kind. It's hitting our brains in a different way. And each platform is going about it in different manner. At the end of the day, though, this is just another way for us to connect in a, a more multifaceted way. It's a more multi, it's taking people in and out of platforms and it's really creating, um, I think more connection with less barriers to entry. Maybe you can share a little bit about what you are doing now with your husband, what your company does. And then I want to ask you more follow-ups around the way folks need to be leaning into the opportunities in the LinkedIn space. Yes, absolutely. So my husband founded Stand Out Authority. His name is Joshua B. Lee. I'm Rachel B. Lee. I'll tell you the story about the B at the end of this if you want. Um, <laughs> he founded, Josh has been, you know, owned 15 plus businesses, entrepreneur, okay, Kimberly, not us, pretty much. <laughs> and um, he founded Stand Out Authority seven, several years ago, and it was really about standing out, having your authority, but using more of um, blogs and writing and a little bit of LinkedIn. And then over the past few years, has the focus has been on how do we be human online again? How do we use these social platforms like LinkedIn to actually draw people in, educate, inspire and create real human relationships you know moving away from this mass messaging and just the automation 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 it's all about lead gen lead gen lead gen to let's create human relationships and we believe that linkedin as a business platform a professional platform with incredible organic reach is is the one of the most powerful social channels to develop those relationships. However, Clubhouse is very strong. We have clubs on that and you know, we, there's other channels. Um, and so what we do is literally, we will now with me part of it, we are building a personal branding service. We called Work Your Brand, W-E-R-K, after the Clubhouse room. The Clubhouse, all of that stuff that happened organically through Clubhouse as I was flowing have now become part of the business, which just shows you can really build in this personal branding service. We support people, usually small business owners and influencers on creating their influences, influence growing opportunities on LinkedIn. And then we also do training. So we have a masterclass on demand, five sessions, three hours, you get all of the information you need on LinkedIn. Um, and so we provide that sort of education for those that 
you know, may, might not want more of a done for you service. And that's just the beginning. You know, we're, I just came on board three and a half weeks ago. Of course, we, I feel like I've been a part of the company for a while, but fully officially. Um, and so, uh, you know, at the end of the day, Josh and I really, we believe so much in creating a, a world and space where people feel heard and we can really connect to people. People can, um, you know, tell their stories and be their, be their authentic self. And then with that will come the clients and business, which is really not the way people work today so far, most people. Um, so that's kind of what standout authority is all about. Got it. That is so interesting. And I love that you guys have kind of taken that market because it's very needed. LinkedIn has changed quite a bit from my memory. And I think it's, an excellent service that you guys are providing. I think where I'm a little bit less clear, and I would love to get your insights on this, is how does someone leverage LinkedIn either, I think less so from a personal branding perspective, because I think that is a little bit more clear. I think where I'm murky is, where do you think LinkedIn audio is going to go for the small and medium-sized corporations or the large corporations? How does a corporation leverage that or is there an intersection with the individual, like individuals like us to maybe host masterminds? Like, how do you think that's going to unfold? Yeah. So I think if we kind of back out um, and you take a look at what LinkedIn has, you know, where it's gone, where it's come from and where it's going. So when I was part of Microsoft, um, when I had just started, the acquisition came through of LinkedIn and that was in, you know, 2017. And so in case you didn't know, LinkedIn is owned by Microsoft. I did not know that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was a while for 20, it was $26 billion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was part of the reason when I was at Microsoft, I was like, Oh, I need a, I want to know what's going on with this. And so actually I built this, I worked closely with the LinkedIn team. I brought the first LinkedIn experience to Microsoft Inspire, which is one of the flagship events. Um, Yeah. So I've been on, I've been on the LinkedIn train for several years, which is why all of this is like a, in in the making, like we, you know, you got to set the building blocks because you, I've always known, but you said it, you don't know where it's going to go, but you just know things are good. <laughs> yes. You know, it's smart. Anyway, so, you know, LinkedIn has been a platform very focused on recruiting and the job seekers. And honestly, it still is number one, you know, part of this uh, for LinkedIn is uh, recruiters trying to find great talent, great talent, trying to get recruited. Um, but as the company has evolved over the last few years, it is becoming more of a social media platform and most recently more of a creator platform. People do not think of LinkedIn as where I can be a creator, a content creator. They have a ton of misnomers. They think, put my resume on here and hope for the best. No. So if you think about LinkedIn as, huh, this can be a place where I can be a creator in the same way I'm being a creator on Instagram or the same way I'm being a creator on Clubhouse or the same way I'm doing it on on uh, YouTube. Wow, there can be a whole different kind of perspective. So where the, so some of the signals of this creator are one, the newsletter feature that is not everyone has it, but being able to send newsletters and really use this as a way to get subscribers and send out newsletters. 
to your content, LinkedIn stories, LinkedIn lives, the creator mode that rolled out a few, um, few weeks ago at this point, a few months ago, uh, the creator mode, right? Hashtags, all of these things. If you look at our ways that they want to empower their members to bring their thought leadership and content onto the platform. So you have to think of LinkedIn in that way. And so when something like they say, yeah, we're going to bring an audio capability, why would they do that? for people like you and me who are professionals and want to engage in these rooms, audio conversations in a professional manner where I can validate your credibility. The challenge right now with Clubhouse is it's taking people to club uh, to Instagram and Twitter. Who knows, it might change. LinkedIn is usually pretty specific. Like, I don't know about LinkedIn tying in that your account to Clubhouse, but if you're going on to LinkedIn, I can look at your profile, can see what content you've posted. I can see who you're, who you're connected to, and I can say she's legit. She's talking. She's not just saying. You go on a clubhouse. It's not always true. It's not. And when you're on Instagram, by the way, and you're on Facebook with a billion people, and you're getting all those ads, watch out. Watch out because there's a lot of people that are fake. There's a lot of people and they put those ads out there and they look pretty or they look sexy or they got the Lamborghini or whatever the case is. And you're like, oh, I trust them. But if it's on LinkedIn, where this is your business persona and there's a lot of evidence, evidence of your credibility, and then we can engage in a conversation, I think it's incredibly powerful incredibly powerful to engage in a business, a business opportunity and business conversation, not to mention, actually, we're doing a clubhouse room on the LinkedIn events, hot topic, um, this week on clubhouse, but LinkedIn events is another way in which creating, allowing people to create events, get people to come in live to it, right? These are all different ways. Can you imagine you RSVP to an event, you're able to maybe watch it, but then also listen in, raise your hand, go on a stage to ask Kimberly and Rachel as you're watching the event. You're in, it can be a very multi-sensory and very active engagement from the seat of your home or even a person in an event. You could see something like that interesting. So very long-winded, but I think it's really important that people um, stop being so confused with LinkedIn and what it is, what it isn't. And this is why Josh and I believe there's just so much opportunity because this is where, you know, we don't, we want to trust people. Yes. And we think you can build trust and have that credibility the most on, on LinkedIn. You know, I have to tell you, Rachel, I have not engaged in LinkedIn in some time. I've actually paused the account because it just, I didn't fully understand how to leverage it. So to understand that LinkedIn has come in and had this explosion of tools that you can use in a way that is, yes, all the tools of traditional social media that you see on the Instagrams and the Facebook, but then combining that with the professional aspect is such the answer for people like you and I, because I'll be very honest with you, moving from a corporate job that doesn't even allow you, right? Like I wasn't even allowed to have an Instagram, a public, 
anything, right? Like in my, you know, very high profile management consulting job, it is not allowed. And Instagram is just candidly not really conducive to my skill set or to representing what I'm capable of. So to hear more about LinkedIn and really understand not only what's currently available, but also starting to understand what's coming and how we can leverage it is very, very powerful for professionals like you and I. And so when does the audio app come out? And how do you see that? What role do you see that playing? What, what kinds of events or uh, experiences do you think we can expect or how should we engage with that? You know, I, I would say audio is going to be shiny object and it's going to be in beta, right? And Every, usually things get a little rusty for a company like LinkedIn when they're rolling out new features. So um, they say end of year, who knows? We, you know, we're going to have to, we'll, what we're going to see. Um, there's a lot to happen until that release as, you know, everybody is talking about Spotify green room and um, all, I think it, what is it? Twitter spaces, you know, I, Fireside's a big one. Josh wants to be on Fireside. I'm like, I can't take on another platform right now. Like I really can barely manage my life as it is. And so, <laughs> and so I, I guess I would say, you know, as for this, for this conversation, especially somebody like you who has so much knowledge and so much to share that I really encourage you to get on LinkedIn to revamp your profile. If you're listening to this, please connect with Rachel B. Lee. We have a rock your profile document. I'm gonna give you access to our masterclass. I'd love for you to take the masterclass under three hours, you'll learn all the basics and our engagement engine and everything. I would really encourage you to like focus in on the core pieces, which is having an amazing, amazing profile and starting to get content out there, starting to showcase your voice, get yourself on video, putting posts, get into the algorithm. Josh and I talk a lot about the human algorithm. We are the human algorithm. By us engaging with each other, we are moving the algorithm. So let's put the algorithm in favor of the conversations and the people that we want it to be in favor of, right? And so Kimberly, I just, and any person, I really encourage you to start there. That is more important than when the audio feature comes out you know, do, because that will start giving you the exposure that you deserve to grow your influence and therefore draw in leads or whatever the case is, grow speaking opportunities, get podcast guests. Like there's a lot of stuff that you can be using it for. Um, and it really, really the nuts and bolts is having an amazing profile and a great content strategy and consistency and frequency more wow. than anything. I'm so glad you just explained that. This is a serious game changer for people like you and I that, you know, it's almost like, and this sounds silly, but it's actually true. I personally feel like the rules of the game have changed since our careers started, Rachel. So the way we were raised, or at least for myself, and you can probably, you know, this probably resonates is we were raised that if you work hard and you get educated, that's the keys to the kingdom, right? You know, go get educated, work as hard as you possibly can to get your big job and you will live a life of abundance. And you and I put our heads down, we followed the rules of the game, we played the game. And all of a sudden, I, it's like, I was almost myopically focused, but it wasn't really until the pandemic that I was forced to stop and look around and say, oh my goodness, the internet is not just for 
you know, the influencers. This is a real game changer. This is a whole other dimension. And we can be making money in a way that, you know, is different than the traditional approach. And I think for folks like us that have acquired real skills and experiences to understand now, okay, wait a minute, the rules of the game just changed. How do we now play this new game is confusing and exciting. So I love what you're doing, you and Josh, and the fact that you're really paving the way and explaining kind of step-by-step step exactly what it is we need to do to get our house in order and, you know, open us all up to being creators in a way that's still in alignment with our professional you know, persona in a, in a way that we're proud of is super, super helpful. So I thank you for your services and I'm very excited to learn more from you guys. And I think what you guys are doing is just so needed and so explosive and amazing. So thank you thank for you. sharing that with us. Is there anything else that you want to leave us with before we say goodbye to our guests in terms of um, things we should know or be doing? Well, you know, we talked so much about LinkedIn and I, I mentioned a little bit of personal branding side and at the, at the end of the day, if you do not know who you are, why you do what you do, what do you do? How do you do it? Really understand what I would call your personal brand statement, you know, that one liner, two liner on, on what it is that you do. And this, this isn't whether you're, I'm talking if you're a job seeker, you're an employee, your own business, like if you cannot explain that simplistically and have an understanding, all of the LinkedIn strategy, all the Instagram, everything you do is going to be a hot mess. And what I find very frequently is that people are doing all that and they're so confused. They're not making money or they're, they're, their, their, everything, their marketing is off. They're not getting the email acquisition, whatever the case is. It's because they haven't done the foundation and the foundation really starts with that brand. And it starts with the brand identity and understanding who you are. If you're thinking about this for your business, same thing. What is your value proposition and understanding who is your audience? What am I, what skills do I have or what, what, product or service am I offering? How am I solving pain points? You know, what problem am I solving for? And what sort of, you know, differentiation, like what, what makes you, you, you have to understand that. Um, and that sets the foundation for your messaging. That sets the foundation for your content strategy and for your go-to-market strategy. You know, Kimberly, the way I approach a personal brand, when we work with clients is the way that I approach massive corporate marketing. I don't think about it that much differently because that's how we, how we bring ourselves to market is a little bit different than how we bring a brand, a service, a product. Um, and so I really just encourage people. I have um, also a four steps to building your personal brand, another worksheet and rock your profile. If you're listening um, and you, I would love, if there's nothing more exciting when somebody goes onto LinkedIn, sends me a personalized invite saying, I just listened to you with Kimberly and I love that worksheet. It's, it's like, that's a great start to your LinkedIn. Always send a personalized message. I will share these documents. We have a free community on LinkedIn that you can be a part of. And I just think that that is so critical and right now so often overlooked because people are so consumed with the shiny object the next platform, the next this, um, and, it, and it really does start there. And once you can figure out that foundation and you have that clarity, the marketing and 
content, all that will kind of come. So um, thank you so much, Kimberly. It's been such a fun conversation that has made me think too, which I love. I, I'm just getting used to sort of telling this story because now it is my story. It is your story, and I appreciate you sharing your story with us. I know you're only a couple of weeks into your journey, and you know it's it's scary and exciting all at once to be in the the spot that you're in, where you're just transitioning and you're building your new identity, and you just have so much knowledge and value, and you know you are just really really inspiring and a wealth of knowledge as well. So thank you for being on, my friend Rachel. I've been looking forward to connecting with you on this. Absolutely. And Kimberly, you do too. So get yourself on LinkedIn. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to blow you up there. Oh, I would love that. Okay, good. I love it. Thank you, Rachel. All right. That is it for today. Now, as you know, some of our best conversations actually happen after the show. So I want you to find me on Instagram at Kimberly Lovey and let me know your thoughts about today's show. You can screenshot this episode and let us know what your biggest takeaway was and tag me at Kimberly Lovey and we can share it on our stories. I will see you again, same time, same place next week.